The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona. Every week here on ACB Media One, that's American Council of the Blind, Media One, and soon after on all your major podcast catchers. Each week, we'll dive into the news, human interest, and discussions about the issues surrounding all of us in and out of the American Council of the Blind community. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday Edition. I'm your host, Anthony Corona, and I am so glad about today's show. So for full disclosure, Gabriel and I were at a Lana Del Rey concert last night, and we are in the midst of traveling back to Miami. I've been thinking after the experience last night, I am definitely going to do a Sunday edition about attending concerts as a blind or visually impaired person. It is most definitely an interesting experience, but I will save that for another time. Um, I just want to give a couple of updates. Next week, Tim and Cheryl Cummings will be leading religion and disability, the second part of that conversation. So everybody who has been emailing me, when are we going to you know, have that? That is next week, next Sunday at 1 p.m. Today at 4 p.m., it is the Blessing of the Guide Dogs. You can get that Zoom information on the ACB community call list. If you do not have that information, you can send an email to community at acb.org and you can get that daily schedule and ask them for today so you can get on the Blessing of the Guide Dogs call. Um, Today, you have Lucy as host and facilitator. She is going to kind of help out Jose, our guest today, because like I said, I'm traveling, so I'm going to have to hop off the call. And moderating and sh- moderating Clubhouse and streaming is Belle. Thank you so much, ladies, for helping my guest out today. I'm, I'm being heard, right? Okay. Yes, <laughs> All right. It is my pleasure to welcome back to Sunday Edition. It's been a while since he's been here. Jose Cintron from Florida Vision Tech. He's going to be doing a couple of tech demos, and then we're going to open it up for all of your tech questions. He's also going to give you his impressions of the Monarch. He's played with it. Don't ask him too many questions on it because he didn't get to take it home. He just got to preview it, but um, he can give you his impressions. I know I can't wait to hear the recording of this because I'm really excited about the Monarch device. Jose, welcome back to Sunday Edition. Awesome, Anthony. Thank you for having me. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. Oof, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to do this, man. Let's let's do this. So I want to shout out um, your boss and our mutual friend, Lisa Kretschmer, who um, is the director of Florida Vision Tech, the owner. Um, it is an all-women business, uh, women-owned business, um, and it specializes in assistive technology for our community. So... Jose, why don't you tell them a little bit about Florida Vision Tech and then get into your demos. And folks, I'll be listening as much as I can, but mostly I will be traveling and I will see you on this show in two weeks. Have a great week and have a great show, Jose. Lucy, thank you so much for doing backup. Yeah, thank you. And uh, uh, safe travels. So, everyone, my name is Jose Cintron, as Anthony 
uh, let you know. And um, I work for a company called Florida Vision Technology. And we are an assistive technology company based out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And we specialize in providing solutions for visual independence. And we do that by selling, uh, training, uh, demonstrating, presenting, and educating with different types of assistive technology products. And I usually like to put them in categories, right? So we have everything that can help people who are low vision, people who are blind, people who are print disabled. And those categories would be uh, magnification, color contrast, speech, braille, and I guess you would say like a miscellaneous category, right? So we represent different companies from around the world, uh, you know, everywhere from uh, Sweden, uh, Canada, Holland, um, South Korea, Germany, uh, just so many partners that, partnerships that we have with other manufacturers. Um, my role at Florida Vision Technology is the manager of our sales and training department. So a lot of times when people have inquiries about products or they need training on products, they usually contact myself and um, I, I take care of them. Um, today, I have I brought a, 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 a variety of devices to talk about. Some are new, some are newer, some are old, but I think everybody will find something that can help them. Um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about phones, right? Everybody uses phones these days, and you know a new phone recently was released here in the states called the Blind Shell Classic Two. Now a lot of people say, you know, why would I need a Blind Shell Classic Two? I could do things with an iPhone. I could do things with an Android phone, and that's true. Some people can use their iPhone uh, sufficiently, and some people can use their Android phone sufficiently. But not everyone can. And that's where Blind Shell Classic 2 comes into place. So for those of you, I mean, I guess today I'm not on video. So I'm, usually I hold it up in front of my camera to give like a, a physical orientation overview of the device. Um, that way people, you know, could follow along. So I'm just going to give you a quick overview of the product. So um, this phone actually reminds me of an old school Nokia phone. I don't know if any of you are uh, old enough. <laughs> <laughs> if any of you are old enough to remember the, the Nokia phones from back in the day, but that's exactly what it reminds me of. Um, along the left edge of the phone, you have your volume up and your volume down keys. Um, along the right edge, you have your voice button. Uh, and I'll, I'll go into a little bit of that once, um, once I turn on the device. I'll tell you a little more about that button. Um, along the front panel of our phone, we do have a uh, visual display. And what's cool about this is that if you're low vision, the icons are large, um, you can make the text larger, you could change the different color contrast of your screen, that way you can see it. Um, and then underneath that, we have, we have tactile buttons. And that's what's gonna separ separate this phone from like an iPhone or a touchscreen phone, like an Android device or an iPhone. Whereas this phone has tactile buttons that you interact with rather than doing swiping and tapping and all that stuff. Now, when you feel the phone in your hand and you run your fingers across the buttons, going along the top row, you have your notification button, your up arrow, and your repeat button. Underneath those three buttons, you have your call button or your select. You can call it either one. Your down arrow, and then you have your power button uh, or your ca uh, cancel button, like so to hang up calls. And then underneath that, you have your telephone style keypad. Along the bottom of the device, we have a USB-C uh, port for charging, which is very cool. You know, I'm glad uh, more 
devices are moving towards USB type C because with micro USBs, I always get people who call in and say, Hey, you know, my charger broke, the port broke because I don't know, micro USBs are kind of a pain in the butt. Um, along the top of the phone, you do have a 3.5 millimeter jack to connect a physical headset. And then you have a flashlight, which really comes into handy for those that of you that experience night blindness or need, you know, more light in an area. This has a built-in flashlight right on the top of the device, which is different from other phones, right? Other phones, when you turn on the flashlight, um, they turn on the, the flash of your phone, of your camera, right? So this is an actual flashlight built in the top of the phone. On the back of your device, you do have a camera and there's a button there as well underneath the camera for emergency SOS calls. So if you press that button, uh, it will contact whoever you have set up in your emergency contacts. So I'm just gonna turn the phone on real quick, press and hold it, it vibrated in my hand. So I press and held the uh, call end button, it vibrated. And what's great about this phone is that out of the box, it's accessible. I remember the first time I turned it on, it just spoke to me, right? And it was easy to learn how to use. I just do up, down, select, cancel, and press buttons, really easy. Um, so the phone is starting up, it does talk. And this is a good phone for someone who's not wanting something that's super advanced like an iPhone or, or an Android device. Um, you know, they, they wanna be able to make phone calls, send text messages, or maybe they, they wanna download like, oh, there it goes. All right, so the phone's turning on. So again- uh, Oh no, ATM. All right, cool. So now that we're on the main menu of our phone. And again, this is really good for people who don't want something super smart, but they do want access to uh, third-party applications. So I'm gonna use the up and down arrow just to go through my menu. So let's press the down arrow so you guys can hear what that's like. I'm gonna raise the volume. Volume nine, volume 10. Okay, Lucy, if that's too loud or too low, just let me know and I'll go ahead and adjust that. Um, but let's press the down arrow and see what we have here. Call one of seven. So you hear call one of seven. Messages two of seven. Messages two of seven. Contacts three of seven. Contacts three of seven. And now keep in mind those when it's saying one of seven, two of seven, three of seven, that's important to remember. I'm going to show you why in a second, but let's keep pressing the down arrow. Applications four of seven. So applications. Settings five of seven. Manual six of seven. Turn off the phone. Seven of seven. Right. So in our main menu, we have seven items. Now I was using the down arrow to go through those items. I can also use the up arrow to go back the other way. Manual, six settings, applications, or four of seven. I can press the corresponding button. So like number one for calls. Call, one of seven. Two, four. Messages, three, two four. Of seven. Contacts, three of seven. Four, four. Applications. Four of seven. Right. So once you get used to your menus, rather than navigating through all these different options, you can just press the, the correct number to get there quickly. All right. So again, this phone is good for making phone calls. So let's see how we do that. I'm going to press the number one for phone calls. Call one of seven. Okay. Now I'm going to press the call button or the select button that I mentioned earlier. Dial contact one of five. So here we have dial contact. Dial number, number two of five. Call history call three history. of five. Call statistics. Four of five. Okay, call statistics. Block numbers. And block five of five. numbers, right? And again, I'm just simply doing this by using up, down, select, and cancel, right? So if I cancel, call it takes me seven. out of the menu, right? So this is a really cool phone. Again, uh, 
for someone who doesn't want to be able to, that doesn't want to have to swipe and tap and go learn how to be trained on, a, you know, using voiceover, you can do everything right out of the box through tactile buttons. Um, again, we have calls, messages, messages, contacts, contacts. Seven. so it's easy to add contacts. It's easy to edit your contacts. Um, let's, let's see, let's go to, uh, let's go to our applications and see what we got there. I don't remember what the number was. So I'm just going to press the down arrow. Applicant settings, manual, six of applications, four of seven. The go button, the call button. Internet browser, one of eight. Okay, so now here I see we have an internet browser, so we can surf the internet. Tools, two of eight. Tools. Communication, three of eight. Communication. Media, four of eight. Media. Books, five of eight. And these are different categories within my applications folder. Games, six of eight. Vision aids, seven of eight. App catalog, okay. eight of eight. I'm going to go to media. Let's see if YouTube is in our media folder. Book, media, Press four of eight. Audible, one of seven. So here you hear I have Audible on here. Camera, two of seven. My camera. FM radio, three of seven. Images, four of seven. Internet radio, five of seven. Music player, six of seven. YouTube, oh. seven of seven. There's YouTube. So I'm going to press the call button. Search. One of five. So open up YouTube, and now I have the options to search. History. History. Two of five favorites. Favorites. Three of categories. And categories. Right? So let's go to search. History. Search. I'm going to press the two. go or the call button again. Search video. One of two. So search by videos. Search channel. Or search two by channel. Two. So I'm going to press OK or the call button on videos. Search video. Search. All right, you heard that noise, and now I can use the telephone style keypad uh, to input that that you know whatever it is I'm trying to search. Uh, so like the old T9 system. So the number two has A B C, the number three has D E F, four G H I, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or I can use the voice button on the side of the phone, dictate what I want to find, and press it again to to submit that. Uh, Lucy, do you have any uh, any uh, suggestions of what type of what type of videos we should look for? Oh gosh. Um let's see. L let's look for Eric Clapton videos. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Let's see if we can find some Eric Clapton videos. So I should be connected to my Wi-Fi here at home. Um if you have a SIM card in the device, you know, obviously it's going to use your your uh, your data, but let's find out. I'm going to press and hold the button. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Okay, that was super easy. Let's go ahead and press the select button or the call button. Loading. Eric Clapton, wonderful tonight, official live. Eric Clapton, one of 20. So we have 20 results, right? So again, I can use a down arrow to go through them. Eric Clapton's Crossroads Guitar Festival 2023, Los Angeles, California. Eric Clapton, greatest hits, best of Eric Clapton, full album all times. But you know Soft what? Soft rock songs, three of 20. I do like the song Wonderful Tonight. Eric, Eric Clapton, Wonderful Tonight, official live. Eric Clapton, one of 20. So let's see what the sound quality sounds like. So now I'm going to press the call button. Play from the beginning, one of six. So let's press it again. Loading. Now it's loading our video. Now if you have low vision on the screen, you can see the video. Uh, I can't see, so I'm just going to listen to it. And I got to tell you, I mean, it sounds really good. <laughs> it really does. That is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's an awesome song, right? Yeah. So yeah. Now I can pause it. I can fast forward. I can rewind. But I'm just going to cancel it by pressing the end call button. Play from the beginning. 
One of six. And it takes me back in menu, right? It took me out of the video. Um, so, I mean, again, it's not a super smartphone because it's not using, uh, you know, it's not, it's not like an iPhone or an Android device. You don't have to learn how to swipe and double tap and triple tap and all that stuff. Uh, with this phone, it's all through tactile buttons. It's very limited training, if any. Um, you know, on an iPhone uh, and, uh, you know, on the Android devices, you have the Google Play Store, you have the, uh, the iOS App Store. Uh, on this device, we do not have that. Right. So what's cool about this device is that uh, Blindshell has actually preloaded apps that are accessible on the device. And anytime those apps get updated, it's through Blindshell. So that makes it safe to update your apps and not have to worry about the accessibility breaking because it's done through Blindshell. You're not having to go to an app store and, and update them. And, you know, today uh, your, your YouTube might be accessible and tomorrow it's not. Uh, because it's all done through Blindshell itself. Any apps that you download or any apps that are installed on here stay, uh, they stay, they stay up to date and they stay accessible. And I really like that. You know, if I wasn't an iPhone user, I would definitely pick one of these up. Uh, but we also sell things like Real Sam Pocket, which is another type of phone. Uh, it's not as advanced as our uh, Blindshell Classic 2. Uh, that phone is a touchscreen. You tap on the screen and you give it commands like call a person add a contact, send a text message, or use Be My Eyes. Now, um, would you like to take questions about Yeah, each? let's do it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I was thinking, okay. like, about each thing. Yeah, because, I mean, about. I have several products here, and I don't want to, I don't want to, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, people forget what they want to ask. So, yeah, there's questions. If anybody wants to come up live and ask your question live, or if you're putting into a chat, I, I don't know how it's usually done on here, but, yeah, let's take it, Lucy. Let's, let's, well, let's I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm here, so I'll do it my way. No, <laughs> no, yeah, let's kidding. do it your way. Let's, let's do it. All Anthony's right, it. It's your way. <laughs> Jane. Hi, Jane. Jane. Is it Jane? Yep. Hi, Jane. You can unmute. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. What's going on, Jane? So, How are you? Um, I wish there were a lot more going on than there is. I have a wonderful old laptop. Mm -hmm. um, I use a QWERTY keyboard because it's easier to handle. Um, mm -hmm. But I want to know, I just want to know what you recommend as the best new equipment to get. Number one, I want to be able to print to Braille. Number two, I want to be able to really hear music um, on my computer or whatever it is. Well, anyway, I, I just got on, so I don't know what you can recommend, but I'm ready to take some steps ahead. Why don't we save that till the end? Because he's talking okay. about, you know, uh, I thought maybe you had a question about the the blind shell. Um, and I don't. Well, okay. other than I, I do. You tell me if this fits in. My husband has Parkinson's and mm -hmm. he cannot use an iPhone well anymore. And he struggles with his computer. Would a blind shell meet the parameters he needs to be able to dictate to whom he wants to call or stuff like that or no? Oh, yeah, for sure. And like you said, your par your husband has Parkinson's and he can't yes. swipe. He can't, you know, do the different tapping gestures. He um, can throw it. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? 
Nothing. I was being snarky. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So he <laughs> he could uh, you know he could definitely use the tactile buttons on this device to navigate. You know, um, and he can also use his voice uh, to do things um, like search for things, dictate your text messages. You know, bring up your different applications. And I'm gonna tell you, it, it's surprisingly very very accurate with like you know what the, the way it hears you and dictates what you said like like earlier when okay. we were searching for the youtube video i said eric clapton and i mean it was perfect it was right you know? there like, yeah it was is nice blind shell all right i blind will be listening too. i will be listening for how to reach out to them and get more information i'll be quiet so others can have their Thanks, jane thank, oh, no you worries. thank you, you i just i just have to say that if i hadn't put so much time and money into an iPhone, I would definitely use the blind shell. I think they're really cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I'm, I'm a very techie person, but when I, and I'm always skeptical about technology because I'm also visually impaired. You know, I've been totally blind for 18 years and I'm kind of like a tech snob, you know, like sometimes I'll get products <laughs> that come across my desk and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really like this because if I don't, if I don't believe in a product, I don't want to sell it. I don't want to put my face on it because I, mm -hmm. again, I'm visually impaired myself. I don't want people to say like, oh, Jose is just trying to sell me something to sell me something. You know, I want people mm -hmm. to get something that's going to enrich their lives. That's going to yes. enhance their independence. You know, I, I, I want people when they invest in their technology, they're getting what they invest in, you know? So if I don't like it, you're not going to hear me talk about it. And I, I really, <laughs> really like this phone. I am an iPhone user, but if I was not an iPhone user, mm -hmm. I, I would definitely pick this up. For sure. So you can, you can put apps on it that are not already preloaded, correct? So they have an app catalog where they mm -hmm. have apps or they, they made sure are accessible. So like, you can't just go search for any type of application. Yeah, right? Right. I'm going to show you. So playback. One of let's just go back to the main menu. 120 p.m. And let's go to our applications folder. Call, message, contact, applications. I'm going to press confirm. Internet browser. Okay, now let's go down to the catalog. Media, books, games, vision aid, app catalog, browse catalog, one of four. So now we can browse the catalogs. I'm going to press that. Recommended packages, one of four. So recommended packages. Search, recently added, all packages. All packages. So now, all categories. This is going to bring up a list of apps of that you can put on your phone, right? So we have Pyrex Parks, one of 69, Pyrex Explorer, Amazon Alexa, three of 69, so Amazon Alexa, Amazon Shopping, Amazon Shopping for those of you who like to go shopping, Audible, install, <laughs> Audible, Smart Mobile, install, six of 69, right? So it says six of 69. So there's 69 third party applications that you can install to your device. And those applications are always going to be accessible because again, all the updates they're done through blind shell, right? It's not done through the app store. So you have to worry about the developer making your apps accessible. It's all through all done through blind shell. So your WhatsApp, your Facebook messenger, your audible, your NLS bar, mm -hmm. be my eyes. It's always going to be accessible. Your WhatsApp always going to be accessible. Uh, because it's updated through blind shell. If it's if 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 WhatsApp or any of these companies push out a, a version that's not accessible, you're not going to get that update on your phone. So you don't have to worry about it breaking. And yeah. Zoom, Zoom is on there too, right? Yeah, Zoom. Yep, yep. yep. I have Zoom on here. I have Skype. Uh, I guess people still use Skype. That's still a thing, right? Like, I guess. Yeah. Uh, how about <laughs> how about Clubhouse? Uh, Clubhouse is not on there yet, but that you know what? I'm going to suggest that 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 they get that. Um, 
because I mean, that is, you know, obviously, you know, during COVID, that was a, a an app that blew up for people who are visually impaired and for sighted people, you know, everybody around the world was jumping on the whole clubhouse craze. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that's actually a good idea to suggest that if so it's not already there. What, um, what carriers support the, the blind show? All, right all carriers, all carriers. So all you have oh, to do no. is put a SIM card in the phone. Okay. And once the SIM card's in the phone, you're ready to rock and roll. If it's a virtual SIM card, because like some companies, they've moved over towards these like virtual SIMs. Uh, all you need is the EMI, EMIN number. Is that how you say it? Uh, you need that number. Give that to your provider. Let them put it on your account and you're ready to rock and roll. Oh, sweet. Oh, my gosh. Can you repeat that? What number? EMIN number. It's, it's something like you know, very techie stuff. I mean, but your, your phone provider would, would know mm-hmm. what it is and I'd be able yeah. to provide that for you. That way you can Thank you. get it set up. Yeah. All right. Any more questions before we move on to the next product? Um, no, no. Nope. Right. Cool, 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 cool. So, um, let's see. Uh, a lot of times I like to read books, right? So today, <laughs> I have two dedicated book players. I have the Victor Reader Stream 3 that just came out early this year. And I also have the Hymns Sense Player. All right, so let's talk about these two products. So both of them are similar, but they're also very different. I always tell people uh, it's like Coke and Pepsi. So at my office, we like to give clients the ability to you know, be aware of what, what type of technology is out there for them. We don't want to say this product is the one solution that fits everybody's needs. So we like to give people options. So some people love the Victory Reader products. Some people love the Hymns products, right? So what's cool about the Victory Reader, we'll start off with that first. Um, the Victory Reader uh, Stream 3 just came out early this year. And if any of you out there have ever dealt with a Victory Reader uh, second generation, you're going to be very familiar with the layout of this device. It looks very fam- it looks very similar um, physically. Uh, you know, on the front face of your device, you have your telephone style keypad. You have your three buttons above the telephone style keypad, your go-to which is a square, your mode, which is a circle, and then your uh, bookmarked, which is a diamond. Underneath that telephone style keypad, you have your sleep button. And underneath that, you have your rewind, play, pause, and your fast forward. Along the left edge of our device, we have our power button, volume up and volume down. On the right edge of our device, we have our record button to record voice memos. Along the top of the device, there is a little rubber lid and when you pop that out, you have a SD card slot. So um, previously, if you would have purchased a Victory to Stream, it did come with an SD card. This model does not. And that's because now Victory to Streams can support up to one terabyte uh, SD cards, which is a lot of audio recordings, a lot of books, a lot of text files. Right. So when you pop your SD card in there, you cover it with the little rubber lid. It secures your SD card, make sure nothing can pop out. Along the bottom of the device, you have a USB-C port for charging, which is great uh, because the previous model was using micro USB. And a lot of people were messing up their charging ports because they were putting that in upside down and, you know, just not the right way. Uh, With USB-C, you can put it in upside down, right side up. It's just going to take. To the right of the USB-C type um, USB port, we have a speaker. And to the left of it, we have a 3.5 millimeter jack. Now, let's go ahead and turn the device on. 
There it goes. So what's cool about the Victory Stream is that it's a digital book player. So once connected to Wi-Fi, you can access different entertainment services such as, let's see, let's start it out real quick. Welcome to Victor Reader. Notes 17. It's going to raise the volume. There we go. Volume 20. So I'm going to hit the mode button to go to my online bookshelf. Online bookshelf. Airplane mode on. Bookshare. Let's turn One that off. Book. One. Airplane mode off. Okay. So uh, when you're on your online uh, mode of your device, you can access different entertainment services such as, let's see. Internet radio. Internet radio, where you can search for different genres of music and go ahead and listen to it. Radio. References. References. Podcast. Podcast. Podcast feed. One. TED Talks Daily. HD video. TED. One. New episode. So this device, um, I, I'm, I'm really into podcasts and um, I, usually uh, on my personal device, you'll hear like a lot of weird things. Like I like cryptozoology. So I have like a lot of Bigfoot podcasts and like spooky things like ghost podcasts. And then I have some like business and technology and education stuff. But I mean, it's really great for being able to download different podcast feeds uh, and listen to them right on the device. Let's see who else we have. Bookshare. One. We have book. Bookshare. The Adventures um, of Sherlock Holmes. All right, so I have my, my Bookshare account on here, so I can go ahead and search for, download, and listen to books right on my device. But if you also use NLS Bard, you can log into your NLS Bard account. Uh, we Again, you can listen to or download, uh, search for, download, and listen to uh, books right on the device itself, right? And in addition to being able to listen to different types of media, if you go to your offline mode. Offline bookshelf, notes, 17, notes, 17. We now have the ability to listen to audio notes that we record using our device. So that record button that we spoke about earlier, if I press that one time. Start recording. Sweet. We're on ACB radio talking to our good friends and we're just creating a quick note. So I'm going to press that button one more time. Stop recording. Note 17. Okay. I'm going to press, let's see. 18. Okay, so I'm on note 18. I'm going to hit the play button. Sweet. We're on ACB radio, talking to our good friends, and we're just creating a quick note. So I'm going to press that button one more time. End of note. Right, and if it's a long audio file that I'm listening to, whether I recorded it or it's a book, I could rewind and fast forward through that file uh, and, and play and pause it. Now, the main difference between this device and the old device is, again, it does support up to a terabyte of SD card space. Um, it does have some internal storage, but in order to record voice memos, you will need an SD card. Um, it does support now Bluetooth. So for those of you who might have a Bluetooth speaker, a Bluetooth headset, uh, you can connect your device to that Bluetooth and go ahead and listen to it on that external speaker or headset. Um, so this is really cool. Um, I get a lot of people who just want to listen to their books, uh, who, who, who want to, you know, travel, listen to books, have an easy way, again, of downloading their books. They don't, they don't want to learn how to swipe and use third-party applications. They don't want to learn how to double tap. They don't want any of those complicated gestures. They just want something simple, out of the box, that's going to work. And Victory to Stream provides that. Um, you know, all the menus talk, uh, and, and you're able to download your different types of books. It does give you about 15 hours of battery life. 
with a one terabyte SD card, that's thousands upon thousands of books at one time. So that's really cool. Now, the other device, the other digital book player is called a Hymns Sense Player. And this just came out earlier uh, this year, several months ago, I want to say around ATIA. So that would have been what, like Mar uh, February, March, this device was released to the public. So the Hymns uh, Sense Player, again, it's a digital book player. I'll go over the physical orientation. Um, that way you're just aware of what it looks like. Uh, so uh, along the left edge, you have your record button. Uh, below that, you have your voice volume up, volume down, and a little bit farther down the left edge, you have a micro SD card slots for external space. Uh, on the right edge, you have your power button. Uh, you have your lock switch, so you can lock the device. That way, if you're wearing it in your pocket or holding it in your pocket, I'm sorry, um, you don't accidentally press anything and then activate anything on there. Along the bottom, we have a USB-C uh, port for charging, and then we have a 3.5 millimeter jack to connect an external headset uh, directly into our device. And this also uh, supports Bluetooth as well. So if you want to connect to a Bluetooth speaker or a Bluetooth headset, you can do that as well. Now, along the front panel of our device, uh, you have four buttons going across the top. You have your mode button, your Wi-Fi button, Bluetooth and control. Okay, so your mode button allows you to quickly access different applications. Your Wi-Fi button allows you to access things like your Wi-Fi configurations. Your Bluetooth button, again, uh, just allows you to access your Bluetooth configuration and your control button. This is really cool. So the control button allows us to connect our sense player to let's say uh, a phone, right? Maybe someone's doing a podcast and they wanna do an interview. You can actually connect your sense player to the phone via Bluetooth and any conversation that's taking place over that phone will be recorded onto your sense player. Um, I've actually done that for some of the projects at my office. I think that's a really, really cool way to uh, take advantage of that, that feature of the sense player for podcast purposes. Um, going down below that, we have a directional keypad. So up, down, left, right. In the center, we have our OK button uh, or select button. You could call it either one. To the top left of our um, to the top left of our uh, directional keypad, we have a uh, our home button. It takes us to the main menu of our device. To the top right corner of our directional keypad, we have our menu button, like a context menu. So if you're on an option and you press that, it's going to bring up all the options you can do with that item. To the bottom left, you have your cancel button, and to the bottom right of our directional keypad, we have our delete button. Now, underneath that, we do have a telephone style keypad uh, that allows us to interact with the device through the menus. I'm turning it on real quick, uh, but while it's turning on, I just want to let you know that on the back of our uh, Sense Player, we also have a camera. And this is good for those times you might want to capture text on a document. We can use this camera to do just that. We can capture text and uh, have the device read out loud. So I'm just turning it on real quick. That way we can hear what it sounds like. Um, yeah, so for those of you who are interested in a digital book player that does a bit more, uh, the Sense Player is a good solution for that because this device also allows you to download third-party applications through Hims. Um, can I just say one thing? I just purchased the um, purchased the Sense Player in July, and it is very cool. And 
there are two versions of it that you can purchase one with and one without OCR capability. Correct. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So there's a, there's a, there is one without the OCR capability. Um, but I think the, I think the, 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 the cool thing about this device is the OCR capability, you know, having access to that camera so you can scan your documents using third-party applications. That's like, let's say like Envision or Google Lookout. Um, uh, so we're in the main menu of our device. I'm just going to raise the volume. Lucy, let me know if this is loud. Okay. Voice volume. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Good, 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 good. Okay, so let's go to the main menu of our device. And... Media player. Yeah. File manager. So the first item here is our file manager, and this allows us to access all the internal storage of our uh, Sense player and also uh, our SD cards, like our micro SD cards, right? So if you have audio files, text files, um, wave files, you can go ahead and access all those and, 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 and read them or listen to them on your Sense player. If I hit the down arrow, media player. We have media player, and if I want to go into any of these options, I just just press the right arrow to just to open it up. So we have media player. Let's see, what do we have in the media? Oh, it's just a media player. Okay. Go to five tracks. So we're gonna go back, cancel out of here. Media player. Let's go down. Daisy player. We have a Daisy player for those of you who listen to Daisy books. Document reader. Document reader for those of you who have documents on your device. FM radio. FM radio. You know, I, I, I personally, I, I, I do love music. Um, so, but I, I'm more of a podcast type of guy. So, I mean, this is good for those of you who love listening to music on FM radio stations. OCR. OCR. So again, this allows us to utilize the camera on the back of our device. We will then read it uh, out loud to us. Web radio. Web radio. So that's more of my thing right there. I love internet radio. Podcasts. Podcasts. Again, I'm a weirdo. I love listening to things like Bigfoot and Jersey Devils and all that cryptozoology thing. So on my device, I have a lot of that type of podcast. <laughs> Library services. Library services. So your NLS Bard, your Bookshare. Utilities. Utilities to access the different, uh, uh, different, um, uh, like like your battery percentage, uh, the different things, the utility sections of your phone. Settings. Settings. All apps. And then all applications. So what's really cool about this device is that kind of like how I was talking about the blind shell allows you to install apps onto it uh, through blind shell. The sense player also allows you to do the same thing. So Hims, they go ahead and they preload applications onto the device that they've tested to see if they work and they're accessible. And then once you're on the device, you can install them and access them from your all applications folder. So for example, if I go into there, Bard Mobile. I have my Bard Mobile. Chrome. I have Google Chrome. S-Speak. I have um, S-Speak, which is another type of screen reader. App Installer. And then I have my App Installer, so I can find the different apps I want to install onto my device. Bard Mobile. And then here I am back at Bard Mobile. So yeah, it's a digital book player that allows you to listen to your audio books and your textbooks and things like that. Uh, yes, it does take pictures of text, printed text, so it can read it to you. But I think the sweet thing about this device is the ability to download third-party applications onto the unit and then use them, such as, again, uh, Audible, Bard. Uh, I know people have used um, Pandora, Apple Music. Uh, you know, so it makes it a much powerful digital book player. Uh, I'm going to go out of this menu. All apps. Let's go to OCR. Settings, utility, library, podcast, 
Web radio, OCR. I'm going to press the OK button. Now I'm going to stand to do this because I'm sitting down, but I'm going to stand. So I'm holding my sense player about, I don't know, 8 to 12 inches above a document. I'm going to press OK. OCR. Take picture button. So it says take picture. So I'm going to press OK again. So it took a picture. Now it says recognizing. Processing okay. the information. Easy brownie and ingredients, sweetened chocolate. Comma, stabby spoons, plastic salt. Unsalted butter. Morphone leasing pill. I one cup, sus 11 preparation. Right. Meanwhile, uh, I see maybe the lighting's else. not that good. Um, I do have to tell you, I mean, I'm going to just be honest with you because like I said, I'm visually impaired myself and I want people to be honest with me. Uh, when you use third-party applications such as Envision on here, it does give you uh, better reading results or even Google Lookout. Uh, the the, the built-in camera scanner, it's not the best as you just heard, but it does the trick. But again, you do have access to different third-party applications. Well, wait, Lucy, you said you bought one in July. What's your opinion? Well, I did not buy the one with OCR because I figured I had enough devices that had it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I absolutely love it, especially uh, when they added the capability of adding the third-party apps with the app installer. Yeah, it's a huge game changer. <laughs> and it is really cool. I mean, I've gotten into Zoom meetings, um, you know, uh, put Bard on there and Audible and, uh, oh my gosh, Chrome, um, all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, it, I think it, doesn't it also have NFB Newsline as well as the yeah. Victor uh, third generation, Victor Stream? Right. Both, both devices do have yeah. NFB Newsline, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is very cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, it's like Coke or Pepsi, you know, some people provide or some people prefer one device compared to another. Um, you know, some people love Hims products, right? You have your, your loyal Hims uh, uh, users and then you have your loyal humanware users. But I mean, they're both great products. Um, you know, humanware's Victory to Stream, I would say it's for someone who's not as techie, who doesn't want to download third party applications. Um, whereas the Sense Player, you know, gives you access to all those third party applications. It, essentially, make it almost as powerful as your phone, right? You just don't have a phone number on there and a data plan. Um, so it's a pretty powerful, it's a pretty powerful tool. Uh, it does come with a lanyard. So when you're out and about, you could put the lanyard on there and wear it, wear it around your wrist. That way, if you drop it, it doesn't go too far. Uh, very, very useful device. Well, I have the Victor second generation and the Victor Trek. Yeah. And I, because I love gadgets, I'm a gadget person, but um, <laughs> I couldn't seem to, I, I, I couldn't seem to justify buying the the Victor three because um, I guess the main reason I bought the sense player was because you can't replace the battery in the Victor three. And that is true. The Victor yeah. Street three, you cannot replace the battery. That, that is a hundred percent true. Um, you know, you know, if someone has, let's say a Victor reader Trek or even a stream three, if your stream three is in good condition, I mean, there's no reason to upgrade, right? Um, because essentially the victory to the victory to track is like the victory to stream three, just the victory to track has a GPS, right? But if you need like a brand new device, I mean, the victory to stream, it, it, it's, 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 it's a good, it's a good solution. And again, it's, yeah. it's easier, you know, it's easier to use only because it doesn't have as many menus and it doesn't have like 
third-party applications, you know? So someone who might be older, who doesn't want to download third-party apps or, you know, the camera, or even wants to buy something a little cheaper, the Victory Stream is a good solution. But, you know, if you're someone who's someone, like you said, you're into gadgets, then, I mean, the, the Sense Player is super cool. Or if you do like DJing, podcasting, I know they told me they have customers who uh, use your Sense Player to use as a mixer. I mean, so it's it's a very powerful tool, you know, everything oh from goodness. listening to books to, yeah, to scanning documents and to DJing a party. <laughs> so, wow, that is cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, it's all user preference. I don't like to say, oh, this device is good for everyone. This device is good for everyone. I like people to feel them, hold it in their hands when they come to my office, see the difference, compare the difference, you know, because there's a lot of factors that come to play. You know, everyone learns at a different uh, rate, uh, different speed. And, you know, it's just good for people to know what their options are, because again, these are investments that are to help us be independent in school, at work, at home. And when you, when you invest in something, you want to make sure you get back on your investment. So, it's always good to be educated. Does anybody have any questions for Jose on these two devices? All right. Um, While we're waiting, I'm going to get another device ready for you. Okay. Something I use on a regular. Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say I would use this on a regular basis. So if we don't have any questions. And again, if you guys have questions, go ahead and I don't know, raise your hands. Yeah. Um, Go ahead and send them into the chat. Uh, if we don't get to them now, at least we'll get to the chat, you know, in the next hour. I'm not even sure what time it is, but yeah, we'll get to you for sure. I'm not leaving today unless everybody's satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> so right. another device that I have that I use pretty regularly because I am a guide dog user and I do a lot of traveling for work and for fun. And, you know, a lot of people think like when you have a guide dog, you could just say, hey, uh, Obi, take me to Publix or take me to the grocery store. And he's like, all right, dad, let's go. And he just like runs and he takes you to the nearest store, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. And it's not like that. When you are traveling uh, with your cane and your guide dog, you need to know the directions of how to get somewhere safely. Um, while I'm getting to that place safely, I like to know what type of streets I'm coming up to, uh, you know, if they're three-way, four-way intersections. And the way I do that is by a device called the Stellar Trek. So the Stellar Trek uh, came out, uh, when did this come out? Um, last year, in 2022. And it is an accessible GPS, but it's more. So... Uh, this device has a camera built onto it and we can utilize the camera on there to do things like find doorways from outside. We can read signs, we could scan documents, scan barcodes, identify colors and coming soon, even the ability to identify paper money. So the device is rectangle in shape. Uh, it reminds me of the shape of a phone. Along the left edge, you have your volume up, your volume down. Along the right edge, you have your power button and your landmark button. On the front of the face of the device, you have your, to the left, you have go back, then you have go to, to the right. Underneath that, we have a directional keypad. So we have up, down, left, and right. In the center of that keypad, we have our confirm button. On the bottom of the device, to the left, we have a where am I button. So when you're out and about and you press the where am I button, it's going to tell you where you're at and what direction you're heading. But we can also use that to bring up points of interest for places that you might be looking for. 
Then to the right of your Where Am I button, you have your voice button. And this will go ahead and pause and re replay uh, messages that your device has said, as well as allow you in some of the menus to dictate what you're looking for. On the bottom of the device, you have your USB-C port for charging, a 3.5 millimeter jack uh, port, so you can go ahead and connect a headset physically to the device. It also supports Bluetooth. Uh, on the back of the unit, you have two cameras uh, that, again, help you do things like find doors, um, uh, read signs, uh, et cetera. So I'm going to turn my device on real quick. Press and hold the power button so I feel it vibrate. There it goes. It takes about, a, it takes about I don't know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds to start up. So now my device is starting up. Boo -doo -boo -boo. And what's great about all the devices I'm showing you today is that people who are low vision or people who are blind can use them, right? Like you don't need any site to use any of the products that we're talking about. So it is starting up. Let's see. Welcome to Stellar Trek. Explore. Bluetooth enabled. Bluetooth enabled. Wi-Fi connected. Searching for satellites. So if I was outside, it would connect. Please wait. It would connect to a satellite. Um, and a lot of people always say to me, well, Jose, I can do that with my phone. And yes, you can, you know, pull up maps on your phone, but your maps are using data. They're not connected to satellite. So as long as I'm underneath the sky, I don't have to worry about if I'm in range of a tower, right? With satellites, as long as I'm underneath the sky, I can go ahead and get that signal and find out where I'm at and get to go where I need to go. Checking for updates. All right. So checking for updates. I'm going to explore go into the main menu of my device okay so now we're in the main menu of the device now, now what's cool about this is that yes it is a gps that's the main feature of the stellar track right it's to help people get from one place to another so it will give you walking directions it will give you driving directions you can virtually walk around an area without actually physically being there so you can get familiar uh, with that place um, you can look up points of interest you can create custom landmarks or virtual landmarks. So um, when you when you learn O and M skills, right, you're being taught how to use a cane, how to navigate around your environment safely, how to travel with a dog, how to use your eyes, whatever it is, however it is that you travel. You know, during your mobility classes, they might be like, okay, let's use this pole as a landmark. Every time you find this pole, this is how you reorientate yourself. This is how you know where you're at. Well, in real life, there's not always going to be a physical landmark to help you reorientate yourself. Uh, I know when I'm walking around with a guide dog, I don't feel physical landmarks with my cane, right? So like that the physical landmark doesn't help me at all because I have a dog. Oh, sorry. That's the, the sense player. Um, you know, so I can't detect landmarks because my dog, his job is to get me around obstacles. Well, with the Stella Trek, I can create a virtual landmark. So if I'm standing uh, on the north side of Main Street, I can drop a virtual landmark, and anytime I pass that point in the future, my stellar trek is going to let me know, hey, you're near that landmark on Main Street, the north side, right? Or maybe you're trying to get to a place that maybe uh, is not on a map, right? It's a custom route. With your stellar trek, you can record your steps from one location to another, and the device will remember your steps, kind of like leaving breadcrumbs along a trail, right? Um, so that's very useful for me. Um, again, when I'm walking down the street, when I'm driving my dog, Obi, I don't want to know in 50 feet, make a left, uh, you know, or in 20 feet cross uh, Main Street. I just want to know what streets I'm coming up to. 
And if it's a three-way, if it's a four-way, uh, which way those streets are going, if it's a traffic light, because from that information, I'm going to give my dog the directions of what I want to do. I'm going to let him know, okay, we need to cross the street or we need to make a left turn. And I'm going to give him the commands to do that. Right. For me, uh, as a blind person, I don't want a lot of information as I'm traveling. And the Stellatrek does that. Now, one thing that people always ask me about reading devices is, can they read signs? And I always tell them, yeah, uh, you know, devices can read signs. But as a blind person, do you know where the sign's at? You know, are you going to take your cane and start poking around the grass looking for signs so you can take a picture? Well, with the Stellatrek, we could press and hold the up arrow. Explore applications. It brings us into our applications menu. And here we have address confirmation. If I was to press confirm here, I can hold my device up facing away from me with the camera facing away from me. And if it sees a door, it's going to tell me to sit still. It's going to take a picture and tell me the door is at my 12 o'clock, at my one o'clock or at my 11 o'clock. It's going to give me some type of information that can help me find entrances to buildings, right? So if you take an Uber and you get dropped off and you're like, oh, where's the door? You just use your Stella check to find that door. Quick reading. Then we have quick reading. So this is the part, uh, what I was saying earlier, when you're looking for signs, you know, again, are you filling around the grass? What are you doing? How are you finding those signs? With the Stella Trek, if we press confirm, on quick reading, it's gonna take a picture every three seconds. And I always tell my clients, when it's taking pictures, scan from left to right, because if it sees any printed text when it takes that picture, it's just gonna read it out loud to you. So that's good for like, maybe you're in a, in a mall and you wanna know the stores around you. Uh, maybe you're looking for a sign at a traffic light, you know, so you know what street that you're on. Um, you know, so again, looking for any print, uh, maybe you're looking for the restroom, right? Or a suite number, you just, Pull out your Stella Trek, go to your quick reading, hit confirm, and just hold your camera facing away from you. Then we have detailed reading. detailed reading. And detailed reading will allow you to scan a document and then have it read back to you. So once you use the GPS features to walk from home to, let's say, your favorite GPS restaurant. Ready. Oh, we're connected to GPS. Uh, you walk from home to your favorite restaurant. You know, we're independent people, right? We don't need a waitress or a waiter to sit down and, and read the menu to us. We have devices that can do that for us, or we read in Braille if they have Braille menus. Um, you know, so with your Celetrek, you can order your food confidently, go through the different options without ever having to ask the waitress to, you know, can you please help me read the menu? You know, I, me personally, I, I feel like in, my independence is extremely important. And, and the devices I'm showing you today, they make me confident. Uh, they make me confident to, you know, be independent. Um, color detection. Color detection. So it's a color identifier. Barcode scanning. Barcode scanning. So this is really cool for like food packages. Maybe you're in the vending program or, um, you know, you just want to know what, what, what a food item is in your freezer. You can scan the barcode. Uh, if it recognizes the barcode, it's going to tell you what that product is who it's made by, the ingredients in that product, and even um, the directions, if it has like cooking directions on the back of the package. If it's an item that's not recognized, then it's going to allow you to record that barcode. So next time you scan it, you know exactly what it is. So you can teach your Stella Trek different barcodes that it doesn't remember or that it doesn't know. Um, so that's really useful. I get a lot of people, again, in the Blinded Enterprise program who use it for that, that very reason. Compass. And then we have a digital compass, which... I love um, when I'm navigating or walking around to places, I always use north, south, east, and west. Um, 
I don't know. I just, for me, that's just easier than saying like, oh, uh, I'm heading left on Main Street or I'm heading right on whatever avenue. Uh, I like to know what direction I'm going. That way I can orientate myself and my dog and get to where I need to be. Address confirmation. And address confirmation. So, you know, again, the main use is the um, uh, GPS, but let's let's look at the reading. I want to I want to scan something for you. Detailed reading. So it says detailed reading. So I'm going to press confirm here, and my cell track is actually going to position, help me position itself, so I could see the information and read it to me. So I'm holding it above my document, um, about eight to twelve inches. Uh, if I'm out in public, I'll hold a document in my left hand and I'll hold it about eight to 12 inches away from me. And then I'll just aim the camera at the document. Let's press confirm. Camera ready. Just so camera ready. Move farther. Okay. Rotate counterclockwise. All right, let's rotate Rotate counterclockwise. Rotate counterclockwise. So my document must be upside down. Move farther. All right. Move down. Stop moving. Taking picture. Takes a picture. On to wait. And now just read Pull on a rack before cutting barely firm in the middle. Seven. Pour into pan and bake 20 to 30 more minutes or right. until seven now, to incorporate. I'm going to pause that by pressing the voice button. Now I can navigate up and down that document um, by using my left and right arrow. So if it's, you know, instructions, if it's paragraphs, I can navigate that page. Uh, paragraph by paragraph or block of text by block of text, which is really useful rather than listening to the entire page of information. All right. So Stella Trek is really cool, again, for navigating, reading, uh, barcode scanning, looking for doorways, and they're adding more features to it um, as the months go by. Uh, when it first came out, all you could do is navigate and read documents. And now we have the ability to detect barcodes and do colors and we have money coming out and it's just gonna get better as time goes by. Um, and all the updates on this device, they're free for the lifetime of the product. So you don't have to worry about a new feature coming out and then you have to pay for it, right? All you have to do is connect to your Wi-Fi, go to your software updates and then update your device. All right. So let's see what else we have on this. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. 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 You know, I know me, like I do a lot of traveling for work. You know, sometimes I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Sometimes I'm in Miami. Sometimes I'm in Daytona. You know, recently we're just in St. Louis. Um, you know, we've been to Montreal. I've been to Toronto. And it's just cool to be able to download the maps to my device, not have to worry about my phone dying on me. You know, that actually happened to me one time. I, I got to uh, Gangsville and my phone died when I got off the bus and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't like, I couldn't navigate the work because like I've never been there before, you know? So it's like, I'm literally just like wandering around blind. I mean, luckily, luckily I had my Apple watch. I mean, I was able to call somebody to get, you know, help, but mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when you use your phone and it dies, what do you do? You know, people say, oh, I can do my, I can do this with my phone. I can do that with my phone. You're right. But once your phone dies, what do you do? So it's good to reserve your phone battery. Again, it's a, it's not as an advanced learning curve. You don't have to learn as much. You don't have to learn how to use a screen reader before you can use the device itself. Um, so yeah. So it, this, this is kind of like, probably we shouldn't get into this, but <laughs> How far have they come with indoor navigation devices? So, you know, I've been hearing, uh, you know, I, I've been hearing for like years that we're going to get indoor navigation. And I personally 
have, I personally have not seen a device that does a good job. You know, I, I haven't come across something I'm like, oh yeah, I would highly recommend this. It's dependable. Uh, I just, I don't think we're there yet when it comes to indoor navigation, outdoor navigation all day, right? There's so many different solutions yeah. for that. Indoor navigation. I mean, I, I personally have not come across one. I, I don't know if you have, if you want to share it. I, I no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I have not. And, and it's crazy. Cause like, <clears throat> you know, you know, I always tell people because <clears throat> um, like, you know, every day for me is, is, is I'm always somewhere different. It could be at a mall. It could be at a, at a, at a shopping plaza. It could be in New Orleans. Like we were in New Orleans last year for, for a convention that we worked at, you know, we were in St. Louis back in August for another convention. So like for me, I, I just, I, I, I need these devices in order to navigate around safely. And I don't have time for a mobility instructor to come out and teach me a route, right. um, you know, cause that's not real life. I don't, I don't think it's real life. You know, if I want to go to a restaurant, I don't want the mobility instructor to say, okay, I'll teach you how to get there next week. I don't have time to wait next week. I got to get there today. You know, I'm hungry. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So Okay. We have a couple of hands if you want to take them now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? Fine. Um, I didn't get a chance. I didn't get myself unmuted in time. I want to go back to the sense player if I could. For sure. Um, I just, my husband and I recently got one and we like them. Mm -hmm. um, there's, <laughs> I didn't know that it could do NFB Newsline. How do you go and find that? Uh, you have to go into your uh, the app installer and see wh which apps they have on there for you. Uh, might okay, because it. It wasn't, I did that and it wasn't on there and I couldn't find a way to search for um, apps. So, yeah. um, if, so if you want to shoot me a, an email, I can go ahead and help you with that. Um, Cause that's more like a tech support question, but yeah. So right, right. with hymns, uh, you know, they're preloading through the updates or preloading apps that, are, that they find work pretty, pretty good. Um, so it, it could be in the beta or it could be, I, I don't know which software, the version of the software you're running. Um, but yeah, my, mine's, mine's does have that. So we, we can take a look at that. If you want to shoot me an email, I'll be okay. sure. Back and at the end. one quick thing, the yeah. thing I don't like, um, about the sense player is, mm -hmm. and I know they can't do a whole lot about that is like when you're in third party apps, if you're listening to music, especially, um, when you have to play and pause it, it's really hard to, you know, hear. So someone that has a hearing problem is going to have a really hard time, like when you're playing music, um, you know, and you have to stop it. It's, you know, really hard to hear. But yeah, I, mean, so there's I know recently there's discussion to go ahead and resolve that. You're not the first person who brought that up, um, but they are currently working on a fix for that. That way you're right. It's not over. Yeah, we've, we've provided some you know, some feedback, you know, that, you know, we'd like to see that fixed. Um, Lucy, uh, regarding your indoor navigation um, question, um, Good Maps is trying to work on some stuff. Uh, if you have the app Explore, um, mm -hmm. Good Maps is trying to uh, do some indoor navigation. They were just here this week in Louisville at one of our um, museums, uh, testing some things out for indoor navigation. You mean nearby? It's not Explorer there yet. One, no, no, no. Yeah. It's good, oh. good, good map explorer. It's a well, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. But okay. they are cool. working on it. Um, it's Share room. you know, Mute. 
it's you know in progress but it's you know like you said it's it's not there yet but yeah uh, yeah for me i mean I, and i've played around with that and like i said for me it's just i don't know it's just not there yet. i'd rather ask someone for like hey do you know which way i gotta go and just get directions and and, and go from there but yeah, yeah um yeah but it's definitely it's definitely uh that that app's what, what's cool about that app um debbie that, that you mentioned it is that people can map areas indoors and submit them to good maps that way they can be added in the future to everybody else's devices so like i said i mean it's not perfect it's it's a work in progress and, and i mean it's definitely hopeful for the future but as of today it's just like you know like if i go into a Publix, which is a grocery chain store here there's really nothing that's gonna i could pull up and be like hey give me around Publix, right because you know it's a different layout so yeah i mean that's just with my experience so yeah okay but thanks all right yeah, we, have, you, we have a we have a question in clubhouse what's going on clubhouse yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got abby hi abby hi jose a great presentation i'm actually going to be in your neck of the woods in december my brother lives in jupiter near west palm beach oh so nice yeah i was just in the jupiter area like a week or two ago cool Okay, great. Well, I'm just, I'm just going there to visit. I'm not moving there or anything. But anyway, my question is about the Blind Shell Classic. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I didn't get my my request in soon enough to, to answer to get that asked at that time. But anyway, um, I had the original Blind Shell Classic a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And the main problem I had with it was that it kept freezing. And the only way to unfreeze it was to remove the battery and put it back in. Oh, Has oh. anyone had any issues with this particular Blind Shell Classic 2 model? So I have not heard of that on this one. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> so again, I'm just going to stress as a visually impaired person. I mean, I know I represent all these different companies, but I, I have to be honest, right? Like I'm not a car salesman. I'm not trying to sell you a lemon. So the original blank shell classic, in my opinion, this is just my personal opinion. I, 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 I did sell that. And I would say the majority of the times I sold one, it was returned. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, 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 I mean, if you're familiar with that, you know, I'm being honest with you, so. <laughs> but the blind shell classic two, when they sent it to my office for me to take a look at, I'm going to tell you, it was a night and day experience. Um, it is a thousand percent better than the original, uh, blind shell classic, wow. uh, okay. much more responsive. It looks nicer. It feels nicer. Like earlier I was saying, like, I'm kind of like a technology snob. If I'm going to invest in something, when I pick it up, I want to know it feels like whatever I spent, right? Um, right. Mine Shell Classic 2, when you put it in your hand, it feels, it, it's it's a nice feel. The buttons, they're super nice. They're durable. I mean, it, it's really, really nice. Um, wow. the, the case that you get, the, we, we saw an accessory case for it. It's like $50, I believe. Um, the case is, it feels like a leather case. It comes in red or black. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a really nice presentation. It's a really nice feel. Um, I mean, yeah. So I mean, if you're thinking about getting the Blind Shell Classic 2 and you had a bad experience with the first one, I would say do it, you know, because it is, okay. it is night and day. It is night and day. Well, I may consider that when I'm done paying off my iPhone. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate yeah, your no, answer. Thank you, Abby. I appreciate you. And if, you, if you're coming down in a couple, or you said December, and you want to come to the office, December. come through. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. We, we've got thank some you. more hands. Thank you. All right. Pat Tusing. Hello. Okay, I'll do my questions real fast. I came in late. What is your company with the uh, Stellar Trekker? W would it tell you, looking at a room, 
this is an empty room. Oh, there's a desk over here. Would it tell you if you're if the aisle is empty at Publix? And um, can you use it for reading uh, signs on the wall, like uh, suite numbers in a building? And there's a technology I'm interested in. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to knock the products you sell because I don't know all of them. Mm-hmm. Someone has developed an Android with a which uh, keys on the screen, and I hope someone follows that. That interests me. I'm not. I'm not following. What do you mean by keys on the screen? It you can feel the uh, the numpad. That might be the Blind Shell Classic. If that's what you're. No, thinking. it is not. It's an Android phone. Hmm. Uh. Come okay. out in the last six months and is worth following. Is it an overlay that they put over the screen that has dots on it? I don't know, maybe? but it's supposed to be real. And uh, you know, if you could update us, you might be selling that one. But my first four questions, I'm really curious. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so as for reading signs, it definitely does that. You can do that with the uh, quick reading feature. Um, once you select quick reading, as you're walking around, wherever you're facing the camera to, if it sees any printed text, it will read it. So like I personally use that at like doctor's offices, um, uh, business buildings where like, you know, you have to, uh, you know, identify rooms because sadly not all businesses have Braille on the plaques of their um, their offices. So I use it for that. Uh, even hotels, I'll use it for that as well. So yes, it does read signs. It does read plaques, uh, things of that nature. Um, and it will also read not only the numbers, but it will also read the information underneath it. So like if you were to come to my office, it would tell you room or suite 104, and then it has our business information underneath that as well. So it reads all print, right? Um, as for identifying objects, uh, no, it does not do that. Um, not yet. Um, uh, it, it, it does not do that. Uh, I, I personally, again, uh, just my personal opinion, I, I've, I've dealt with different devices that do object recognition. Some do it better than others. Uh, I mean, it's a work in progress. Um, but yeah, I mean, Stellar Trek, it, it does not do that. Uh, that was two questions. What were the other two? I'm sorry. Name of your company? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're, so my company is Florida Vision Technology. Yeah, that's, that's the name of our company, Florida Vision Technology. Um, right. But yeah, yeah. And I, I actually have another device here that I will be showing what some of the things that you asked, and maybe that might be a solution for you. Okay, we got a couple more hands. Sweet. I like hands. Let's go on. <laughs> Let's answer them. Julie. Hi, Julie. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I am an iPhone user. Um just most of the time but you know occasionally you run across the thing that's got like a phone tree where you need to press one for this and then two or maybe you enter an extension or something like that mm-hmm. which is really hard to do on an iphone with voiceover because you know you're limited on how long oh yeah you have to find the keys and double tap so i'd heard that one of these uh, players actually had like a tone generator that could maybe help you to navigate those things oh yeah Um, the sense player the sense player so the sense player has the ability to connect to your smartphone through bluetooth right um so if you have an iphone or an android device once it's connected to your phone through bluetooth all the audio on that phone goes through the sense player right so your iphone is touchscreen right but once you connect a sense player to that you could use you think of it like you're using your iphone as the telephone but all the audio and all the um, 
all the audio and all like when you talk is going through the sense player to the call. So the sense player has a number style keypad on the front of it. And if you call, let's say your bank, right? And your bank's like, please input their 16 digit number for your credit card. <laughs> if you press the numbers on the keypad, it's going to, it's just going to push them through to your phone. Oh. So yeah, you can do that with the sense player. So wow, does it generate the, wow. the audible tone that you yes. can hear or is it? Yes. Okay. So it yes. makes a four. Yeah. So if you hit four, it's going to sound like the, four, the DTMF tone of a four. If you hit five, okay. it's going to sound like it, you know? And so, it, so think of it, instead of holding your iPhone up to your head or in your hand, now you just hold the sense player in your hand because your sense player is connected to your iPhone. And it, so your iPhone is pretty much just the middleman, right? So now you do everything through your sense player. Oh boy. Okay. Thank you. That's good to know. Cause that's yeah. always been kind of a struggle for me when oh, yeah, me too. you have the phone trees. And... <laughs> so thank you. Oh. Yeah, thank you, Julie. Great question. I never oh, yeah, thought about that. that. Awesome oh my, all kinds of possibilities here. What's the dinero? Okay. Um uh, Carla. Carla Hayes. Hi, Carla. Hi, how you doing? I'm, I'm well and you. Oh, well, I, I missed the first part of this because I we had something at church, but ah. um, I'm, um, I'm a blind shell user and I mm -hmm. love it. Um, but what I wanted to ask you about is the GPS. Now, I have a track and I've also mm -hmm. been playing with the, um, the Lazarillo on the um, blind shell, which is a work in progress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I also have a Sense 6 and then the school has me working with the touch a touch and i'm wondering um would the stellar trek i miss the old braille note apex and oh yeah and there are maps there is yeah yeah <laughs> now are there any of these things that can do look around mode and tell you all the places you're passing or can i and are there any um gps apps that you can use for the note takers that you know of i ask you um so for the note takers it, that's a little tricky one because note takers have to be connected to Wi-Fi or data so they can see where you're at, right? So like if you had like your Braille Touch Plus or your Braille Sense 6 uh, mini or your regular Braille Sense 6, unless it's connected to data or Wi-Fi to use those location services, you're not going to really be able to walk down the street and get like, uh, you know, those turn by turn directions. I mean, there are some apps that allow you to download maps offline, but I personally, for myself, um, I want to make sure that if I'm doing something, it's happening live. So whether it's connected to data or if it's connected to a satellite, that's that's the way I would say, because I feel like that's going to make you more safe than using an offline map and hoping that you're um, that you're in the in the in a, in a safe, you know, in the, in the right place. Um, you can't take the old Sendero um, satellite receiver. And uh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. And they don't have any devices that you can get satellite from, you know, something like that, getting a satellite receiver. No, no, you would have to. I mean, you, I mean, you unfortunately would have to upgrade to a, a Stella Trek, um, which I am a big fan of, you know, like, like, I mean, you can change the verbosity on it. I mean, me personally, when I'm walking around somewhere, um, because I'm using a guide dog, I, I need to be able to focus on my dog. I need to be able to focus on my surroundings. And um, I don't want too much verbosity happening in my ear. 
um, but you do have the capability of turning on your points of interest that when you're walking past something, it lets you know that you're walking past, you know, uh, you know, stores or schools or, you know, whatever you haven't set up to um, bus stops, uh, it lets you know, traffic lights. And for me, I personally just want to know what street I'm on, what direction I'm going when I'm coming up to a cross crossing is it a two-way is it a three-way um you know things like that and, and if i'm passing a service road because sometimes we confuse like service roads which are like driveways with like actual streets you know so i like that type of information so i can make the judgment call of what i want to do next okay because i like to sit like whether it be in a car or in a uh-huh. bus and it would tell you all the places you went oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 so stella trek could definitely do that for those of you who don't want to use a stella trek which again i do recommend having hardware over apps because if your phone dies as blind people that could be our lifeline you know um but if you uh i know that they they recently just started um there's an app i used to use that reminded me of the stellar track called soundscape and oh, soundscape yeah. oh my god it's such a great app yeah <laughs> i don't have a, i don't have a smartphone i have a shell okay yeah so if you have blind shell then yeah so you're gonna want to use the the maps that are on there yeah. um but yeah i mean i i i i Again, if I don't like something, I'm not going to talk about it. because okay, so, like, so I do have the Trek, uh, uh-huh. the Trek, and I don't have the Stellar Trek. Is there any advantage besides all the other things that it does, which I have other ways of doing yeah. in the GPS to um, getting, and, and it's quite pricey, you know, so it'd have to yeah. be your decision. Yeah. Is yeah. there any advantage to going from the, the um, Victor Trek to the Stellar Trek as far as GPS? Um, I mean, if you have a victory to track and you're good with it, I would say just stick with that. But I mean, the, the, the main difference is going to be the map system. It's, you know, it's, it's more updated map systems. Um, okay, but I'm it's not going to give me any more look around or listen around functionality or anything. No, no. That's what I'm really no. looking for. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I'm really enjoying this. I could ask you questions all day, but I know you've got awesome. to so <laughs> <better than>, shut <laughs> up. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, we have another hand in Clubhouse. Oh, what's up, Clubhouse? Let's bring it up. <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> Hello, this is Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl. Uh, maybe, you said, maybe you said this, but I didn't. If you did, I apologize. Mm-hmm. What is the battery life when you are using the Stellar Track on with the GPS? What is your battery life? Because when I'm using my phone and GPS, it's like a vacuum. You know, <laughs> so right, and especially the battery. You are you are absolutely right about that. You are absolutely right, and 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 I have an iPhone 12 Pro Max, and I feel like within like three hours, I'm not even using GPS. Yeah. And three hours, like my phone goes from 100 when I leave my house. And when I'm at my office, I'll be like, in three hours, I'll be like 20%. I'm like, what? What What? what just happened? Like, I barely even use my and phone. And I have the 14 Pro Max, and it's no better. So Yeah. So, right. yeah. That's, that's the problem. When you're using that. You get 15 that to 20 hours of use out of it. How much? 15 to 20 hours of use. Hey, there you yeah. go. All right. Yeah. Then maybe that that that's a good celebration. Right? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Yeah. Thank you, Cheryl. Okay, one more. All right. Jane. <laughs> I just want you to know I really appreciate um, just your professional balance between best use of equipment and the best work in a partnership with your guide dog. I really appreciated you say, look, mostly what I need to know are a few select things, and after that, it's up to me and my dog to work it. 
good for you. And I hope other people really think about that as they're buying new technology because it's a temptation to want every whistle on every bell and then you go, what the? Well, then you say, wait a minute, I don't need all that. Sorry. (laughs) Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you, Jane. Yes, ma'am. All and right. You are managing this call so well, Lucy. My oh, gosh. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it. Cool. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I know the format was supposed to be we talk about tech first hour. We do uh, questions second hour. And we've, we've done a little bit of mix, right? We got off the, the rails a little bit. But <laughs> we have two more products I do want to talk about. Again, I have new and I have old. Right. So, Let's talk about a device called Hable. You ever heard of Hable, Lucy? You betcha. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I'm glad to hear that. So <laughs> Hable, Hable is a device that you're able to control to your phone or your tablet that's running TalkBack or VoiceOver, right? Once it's connected to your phone or your tablet, you can then control that phone or tablet without ever touching the screen, right? So the device is rectangle in shape and it has eight buttons on it. So think of a traffic light or a full Braille cell, right? On down the middle of the device, so you have your full Braille cell. So, you, you know, your your dots are going up and down on the left side, up and down on the right side, right? It's not like a Perkins style keyboard where the buttons are horizontal. These buttons are vertical, okay? And on, in, on either side of that traffic light or that Braille cell, you have a long oval shaped button, okay? So we have buttons one, two, three, four, five, six on our Braille cell. And then we have buttons seven and eight. Now, once you connect this phone or this device to your phone, let me connect it, turn it on real quick. Okay, so it's turned on. Um, I can control my iPhone without ever touching it, okay? So we have eight buttons. On the top of the device, you have a switch to turn it on and off. You also can put it in pairing mode with that switch. On the bottom, you have a USB-C port for charging. What I love about this device is that you get about 50 hours of use out of it. So I probably charge my Hable like, I don't know, once every few months. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna wake my iPhone up. I did uh, slow down the speech on it. So let's see. Weather TV. Yeah. So my iPhone's on. Can you hear my iPhone, Lucy? Podcast. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. So with my Hable, I'm holding it in my hands, right? So because I'm holding it in my hands, it's not on a desk. I can use this anywhere I go. I could be in transportation. I could be sitting on my sofa. I can be in, uh, you know, anywhere. And I can use my Hable in my hands, my phone's in my pocket, put my Bluetooth ear pod in my ear, and I can do whatever it is I want to do. So the first pur- purpose of Hable is to navigate your device. And again, sometimes people have trouble with swiping left and right, the one finger double tap, two finger double tap, etc. With Hable, I can do that all through the button. So I'm going to hold down button number seven and tap on eight while I'm holding down seven. App Store, Max, Ellie, Wallet. And then you can hear every time I every time I do this, it's taking me from left to right down my home screen. I can go the other way by holding down eight and tapping on seven. Okay. So here I, I hear news, right? So let's say I want to select this. I want to do a one finger double tap. If I press seven and eight at the same time. News, Apple News Plus, 
September 24th. Edit. Right now I'm in the news app. And again, I can navigate up and down this page by pressing and holding seven and tapping on eight or vice versa. The daily time of the Washington Post. What's driving a possible shutdown? A fraction of the federal budget 10 minutes ago. Okay. If Action I wanted to available. read that again, I would just press seven and eight simultaneously. It would do a two or do a one finger double tap. Now, I know when the more recent iPhones came out, a lot of people were afraid to upgrade because they didn't have the home button. Right, a lot of people still use the SE, uh, the iPhone SEs, because they have the home button. Well, with your Hable, you can do the home gesture, right? So rather than touching your phone screen from the bottom center and doing a swipe up, um, we can go ahead and press and hold one, two, and five, which is like the letter H. I'm gonna press one, two, and five. Press and hold. It vibrates. Let no. go, and now I'm back in my main screen. Maybe. There it is. Okay. All right. So. Uh, I can activate Siri using my Hable. I can go ahead and activate dictation. If I do know Braille, I can go ahead and type out a message using the six dots, uh, the six buttons that represent the six dots on the Hable controller, right? Um, so me personally, I like to use my Hable, like if I take photos and I upload them to my Facebook or my Instagram, I like to always include alternative text. And I could dictate that description for my photos. I could be like, uh, photo shows a good looking guy dog wearing his harness standing proudly. I can dictate that. And you know, dictation is always going to put something else, right? Like it's uh, photo shows a guy, G-U-I, dog, puts punctuation that I didn't say. And I have to go back and edit it and do all that stuff. Where with my Hable, I can just type it out on the device itself and never have to worry about spending two minutes to write a simple sentence where I can just do it in like, I don't know, two seconds, 20 seconds, right? So it cuts down on my, my editing and all that good stuff. Um, but what's really cool about Hable is that you also have a one-handed mode. So I'm gonna activate that real quick. Okay, so now that I activated the one-handed one mode, I'm putting my Hable down on the table. And now my buttons one, two, three, four, five, six, represent different things. So if I was to press the number one button, it would perform a two finger magic tap. So if someone calls me or if I'm on a phone call, I want to hang up at, you know, usually we have to do the two finger double tap, which is known as the magic tap. I could just press the number one to answer or hang up a call, play or pause my music. If I press number four, I can go ahead and perform a one finger double tap. If I press number two, I can go ahead and perform dictation. If I press number five, I can go ahead and uh, activate my Siri. Oh. Open Facebook. Weather. Oakland Park. 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Hardly cloudy. I am 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Low of Action available. Let's do that again. Open Facebook. Uh, someone might actually walk into my door right now. So if my dog starts barking, guys, I apologize. Okay, uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, um, Action available. Open Facebook. Yeah, my uh, my reception must be bad at my house because my Facebook's not one or my Siri's not wanting to respond. But oh. yeah, uh, five does activate your Siri. Um, three is your scrub or your go back button that you always see in the top left corner. And number six is your home button, right? And the cool thing about this is all I have to do is just press it with one finger. I don't have to do anything else. I just have it on my table. If I if I have difficulty using two hands, I can just simply just press the button, right? If I press number seven, it takes me up the page. 
if I press the number eight, it still takes me down the page. If I want to double tap on something, uh, I'm going to press number uh, number four to do a double press. Does a double press. Go back to my main menu. I'm going to press number six. Sorry about that. Uh, number six, it takes you back to my main menu, right? The home press, right? So with Hable, it just makes it easy to control your phone, right? You don't have to worry about tapping and double tapping and triple tapping and triple double tapping and doing two finger double tapping and four figure triple tapping and all these different things. You can just press one physical tactile button and do whatever it is that you need to do. You can have your phone sitting across the room from you or your iPad sitting across the room from you and control it from your bed, from your chair. You know, again, I, I use it when I'm out and about, so I don't have to worry about pulling out my phone and someone take it out of my hand. I can just put my phone in my pocket, my ear pod in my ear and rock and roll with my Hable, right? Yeah. So that's a really cool device for that type of stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. I think we'll let you continue, Jose, and then we'll take questions at the end. All right. One more device. One more device. Okay. So um, I brought the Envision glasses back with me. Uh, I know in the past on this show, I have showed you guys the Envision glasses. But since the last time I was with you, there have been some updates to the device, right? So um, Envision glasses, what are they? Well, they're a pair of smart glasses that help people who are low vision or blind. Uh, with tasks that involve reading handwriting, reading print, um, identifying faces, recognizing paper money, um, uh, uh, finding objects in the surroundings, Obi, Fui, sorry about that, um, uh, describing one's surroundings, uh, like, you know, giving an idea of what's in front of them. Uh, but let's just take a look at something. I want to show you guys something cool called Ask Envision. So I'm going to wake my glasses up. Scan text. All right. I'm going to go to scan text. So uh, on the right temple of this device, for those of you who have not seen it, when you when you put this device on your head, uh, the, the right arm consists of a computer. There's a computer built into the right arm. And by your right uh, temple, there is a camera that collects information from your surroundings and speaks it out loud, right? So if I swipe on the computer near my right temple, I can swipe forwards towards my eye to go forwards in the menu. I can swipe backwards towards my ear to go backwards in the menu. And when I want to select something, I do a one finger double tap, just like I would do on voiceover, right? Um, let's see. So let me know if you can hear this. Okay, so are you able to hear that, Lucy? Mm, not too well. Oh, boy. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'll speak what it's saying, okay? Okay, so yeah. If I swipe forwards... It says instant text, scan text, call an ally. So an ally is someone that you add to your glasses. That's a friend, a family member, someone that you know that you can then make a video call from your glasses to that person's smartphone uh, or their tablet. And when they answer the call, they're going to see everything that's in front of you through the camera on your vision glasses, right? So that's a cool way to get sighted assistance from afar. We have call an IRA agent. So for those of you who use the IRIS service, I think... Uh, What's the girl's name who, um, uh, what's her Janine? name? Janine. I think she's been on the show <laughs> multiple times, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have access to Ira. So you guys all should be familiar with Ira. Describe scene, takes a picture of what's in front of you and gives you an idea of what it sees. Recognize cash. cash allows you to recognize uh, paper money from about a hundred different countries around the world. Mm. 
find objects. So this is really good. Uh, I know someone asked a question earlier about finding objects in your surroundings. So if I was to double tap on here, it would bring up a list of items that I might be looking for. For example, tables, chairs, toilets, things of that nature. I would highlight the item that I'm looking for. And if I'm looking around my surroundings and it sees it, it's going to beep and let me know it's at my one o'clock, my 12 o'clock, my 11 o'clock or whatever. Right. So I'm going to swipe forwards. We have detect light for a light detector. More features. More features. Let's double tap here. We have ask and vision. So this is a new feature that takes a picture and then you can ask it questions about what it sees, right? So let's say you're at a park, you can take a picture. It's going to give you a description of what it sees. And then you can ask it specific questions about what's in that picture, right? So that's a really cool way to get uh, uh, visual cues, uh, visual information from artificial intelligence, right? Without having to worry about asking somebody. Um, batch, scan. batch scan allows us to scan multiple pages of a document where we we'll then read it out loud to us. Mm. Find people, facial recognition, explore. explore, put your camera in a live mode. And as you're walking around, if it recognizes any objects, it's going to tell you that it sees it and what direction it is from you. So for example, if you're walking down the sidewalk and it sees a mailbox, it might say mailbox three o'clock, uh, car 12 o'clock, you know, it's going to give you different cues uh about where those where those items might be scan qr, scan QR code, QR code. Detect, colors. detect colors right uh i want to show you the reading capabilities of this device so i'm going to swipe down with one finger More i'm going to go to where it says scan text and i could also use voice commands to activate these um these different features well, i'm going to double tap on scan text i'm going to look in the direction of my document document up says, or your head move down. document up or your head down so i'm going to slowly move the document up move document up or your head down move document up or your head down move document up or your head down move document away from you move document up or your head down move document up or your head down so position the document, document up once it sees all down. four corners it takes a picture it processes that information using artificial intelligence. And then it reads it back to you. Right? So now it's reading a brownie recipe to me. But what's cool about this is that when I scan a document, I can ask it questions about that document. So for example, let's see what we preheat the oven to. I'm going to press and hold uh, the button next to the hinge. There's a button on the top of my glasses. I'm going to press and hold that. It's going to make a noise. Let me know it's listening. And I'm going to ask it. What do I preheat the oven to? Envision is answering your question. It says Envision is answering your question. Preheat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Preheat wow. the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit, right? <laughs> so you can ask it all sorts of questions about what you just scanned. But what if you're someone who likes to travel? You know, one time I went to Montreal for business. I had to go, I had to go have a dealer meeting up in Montreal. And the, the first language that they speak there is French. So if you go to a restaurant and, uh, you know, you, you're trying to read the menu, if you don't speak French, you can't read French, right? With my Envision glasses, I can scan a document and translate it to another language. So right now we have um, this document in English. Uh, Lucy, do you speak any other languages? Well, no, let's, I, I Spanish a little bit, but a little bit. Okay. Let's see, let's see what happens if I ask it to translate to Spanish, translate to Spanish. Is answering your question. Thank you. 
waiting. I am still working on finding an answer. Ingredientes para brownie fácil. Oh. 8.35 gramos de chocolate sin endulzar. 8 cucharadas, 1 barra de mantequilla con sal o sin sal, más un poco para engrasar el molde. Right? So, wow. right now, it's reading that document. And it's an English document, but it's reading in Spanish. So if you're someone who travels and, you know, it could be a different city, a different state, a different country, if it supports that language, you can read, you can literally read in any language. Like, that's so cool to me. Oh. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And then once you're done reading your document, let's say it's something important, you're using it for work, or maybe it's a bill or whatever it is, you can then export that document um, from your glasses to your phone so you can read it later on your phone using voiceover or talkback or Zoom or whatever assistive technology you're using on your phone. You can then read it on there where then you can edit it, you can text it, you can email it, you can share it, you can do whatever you need to do with that document, right? So I really like it for that purpose because not everything's in Braille. And not everything's in an accessible format. And with my vision glasses, <laughs> I can I can fix that, right? Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool. And then again, we can do the same thing with asking vision when taking a picture uh, of what's in front of you and then asking questions about what it sees in front of you, right? So that's just a cool way to get that that information that we lack because of our visual impairments. We, we can get information that sighted people see on a regular basis just by asking questions. So I might've missed this, but can you um have the glasses look at someone and uh recognize their face yeah so so by default it's it's not going to recognize someone's face right so if yeah. someone's in front of you it's going to depending on if you're an explorer or find people like if we go to find people someone's in front of me it's just going to go beep beep let's see I'm, let me let me turn my camera on. let's see what happens let's see i'm gonna turn my camera on let's see okay my camera should be on uh yeah uh, I did take a shower. I did comb my hair today, so I look presentable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to find people. Let's find object, detect light, more features. You know, I'm just going to use the voice command. Find people. So now open to find people. Now I'm going to look at my computer screen. Um, I don't know if I'm on there. Oh, there it goes. There oh, it goes. Wow. There it goes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right? So it says, looks like Jose from Florida Vision Technology at whatever o'clock, 12 o'clock, because I'm in front of me on my computer screen. But but now it says person 12 o'clock. So it sees, it sees. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yes, yeah. All right, let me oh. turn my camera off. <laughs> but yeah, so you can train it people's faces through the app on your phone. So when so this device is good for someone who uses a smartphone as of right now. So if you could download the Envision app to your device, um, you can go ahead and set up your glasses and you would teach the glasses different people's faces through the app on your phone. So you would take five pictures of a person, you would put their name, hit save, and then your glasses is going to remember them in the future. But yeah, it's really good for that too. And as you can just see, I, I turned on my camera and it, it noticed me <laughs> on the screen. So. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I mean, th those are the devices I have with you guys today. <laughs> but we have all sorts of different mobility aids. I mean, I showed you the Stella Trek. 
but we also have the WeWalk, which is a smart cane that controls through your phone and helps you with GPS and, you know, can count your steps and can, uh, you know, help you with different tasks that you're trying to do when out in public. Um, we have uh, things like, uh, like, you know, I showed you the Blind Shell Classic 2 uh, phone, but we also have the Real Sam Pocket, which is another type of phone that you just tap you say a command and it does what you ask, right? Um, that phone is not going to have third-party applications. It's just good for people who want to make phone calls, send text messages, add contacts, maybe use Be My Eyes. But like someone who needs to access YouTube, WhatsApp, uh, Zoom, it, it's not that type of phone, right? It's just specifically make phone calls, edit contacts, send and receive text messages and use Be My Eyes. Um, but we have all sorts of things. Um, and, you know, I... I if anybody's interested in assessor technology, whether it's the products we talked about today, or if it's just Jose, uh, how do you go about doing this in life? You know, I feel like sharing that type of information with other visually impaired people is very important because Lucy, you might be visually impaired like me. Uh, I'm guessing, yeah. you are, right? We're both visually yeah. <laughs> we have that in common, but we do things differently. Like we approach our situation differently, and you might do things that I didn't think of. I might do things that you didn't think of, and by us sharing that information, we're able to be more independent and more confident in situations that we're walking into, right? So, I mean, if it's about assistive technology, again, it could be video magnifiers, speech devices, digital book players, you know, anything, anything that we provide you know, contact me, call me. If it's about life in general, hey, we're both visually impaired. Jose, I got this to get off my chest. You know, what can we do to do this? What can I do to do that? You know, what's your opinion? You know, I I, I do that a lot. You know, my job, you know, I manage our sales and training, but I also, I also talk to people every day about like, how do you achieve your goals? How do you achieve your educational goals? How do you achieve your, your professional goals? How do you achieve your independent living at home goals? You know, like, it's always good to share that information. So I, I just, I can't stress that enough. So if, if there's a device that you heard about today that you think could help you, or uh, you want to know more about a product, I mean, give me a call. You know, our, our toll-free number is 1-800-981-5119. Uh, again, that's 1-800-981-5119. Sometimes I'm at the office. Sometimes I'm out in the field. So I always give clients my my work mobile number, which is 954 954- Nine nine three seven three two three. Again, that's nine five four nine nine three seven three two three. If you want to shoot me an email, it's as easy as sending it to Jose J O S E at FloridaReading.com, and that is spelt out. Again, that's J O S E at FloridaReading.com. And if you just want to learn more about our company, if you go to FloridaReading.com, you know there's information about my staff there, uh, some of the products that we carry. Um, if you live in South Florida, or if you live in the state of Florida. Um, and you want to see products in person or Georgia, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, we, 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 we serve all sorts of different places. It just all depends on the product. Um, but if, again, if you guys have questions, please reach out, get a hold of me. Let's talk. Let's talk about technology. Let's talk about, you know, being visually impaired and how to better our lives and build our confidence and our independence. Because I think that's extremely important for everybody, whether you're young or older or in the middle. It's extremely important. Okay. Well, Judy has her hand up. Judy. Oh, oh, I think I know Judy. Judy. Hi, Judy. Hey, Jose. Uh, How are you? I'm doing well. You remember we've met several times at the yes. Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, great, great job. Uh, so I don't know if I missed it, but Anthony mentioned in the beginning the Monarch, and I don't, do you didn't? Oh, yeah, the Monarch. Yes, let's okay. talk about that. Um, All right, thanks, thanks. Yeah, 
Yeah, thank you for reminding me about that. Yeah, so, oh man, guys, technology is amazing, right? I always tell people, it, it, it it's not good that we have a disability or a visual impairment, but what's great is that we live in a time where technology is really leveling the playing field, right? Um, whether it's phones or braille displays or magnifiers, whatever, like we do things, we just do it a little differently. Well, Humanware has partnered up with a company called um, uh, American Printing House for the Blind, and they are making a tactile tablet. Um, tablet, I, I wouldn't even call it a Braille display. It's, it's more of a tactile tablet. And think of it think of it like a picture frame sitting on your desk, right? Uh, it's about 12 inches. It, it's, it's about, uh, I would say more like eight and a half by 11 inches. I don't remember the exact dimensions, but think of a picture frame sitting on your desk. And um, on that picture frame, you can read Braille. You can see graphics, like graphs and uh, different type of graphics. And it, it it's uh, an entire picture is not going to fit on the page, but you can move around that page with the X, Y axis and look at different parts of that graphic. I mean, I was, I was, I saw it twice. I saw it at ATIA back in uh, Orlando back earlier this year. And then I had the privilege of playing with it back in, um, August uh, while I was working at the BVA convention. Oh my God. I'm so excited about this because like, it was just amazing to be able to feel the lines. And I mean, it literally, it feels like someone took a piece of paper and literally raised the line so you can feel it. There's no spacing between the lines. There's no spacing between the graphics. It looks exactly when you feel it, it looks exactly the way it would look like on a piece of paper. And I was able to read documents on there. So rather than having a Braille display that only has one line of Braille or a few lines of Braille, and I, I don't know, like they have some Braille displays that have like nine lines of Braille, but it's just not a very smooth experience. When I was testing the Monarch, oh my gosh, if you read music Braille, you could read it so fluent the refresh rate of like changing the graphics and changing the Braille was literally seconds. You know, it was so fast. Um, looking at uh, looking at pictures um, and moving around pictures and diagrams was just amazing. It was amazing. Like this is going to be a game changer for people who want to look at maps, maybe pre, uh, pre-planned routes, uh, maybe people who are going to college or school that have or at work that have to look at different type of graphs uh, that give you different type of data information, um, you know, uh, math equations. Like I remember when I was in school, we used to have to pull out this really big, it looked like a big grid, like a tactile grid. And on that grid, they would put like uh, push pins and rubber bands oh my gosh, with this device, you don't have to do that no more. I mean, it is, it's so cool. It is so cool. Like I can't wait for it to come out. It's coming out early next year, 2024. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a pretty expensive product, but. Yeah. Know? I, I saw it at the convention in July briefly. Oh, and uh, it, it was, it was just amazing. Uh, um, he was showing like maps on it yeah. you know oh and gosh. um something that i always had a lot of trouble with in school <laughs> yeah you know and um yeah it was pretty cool and then you know he had us read a little bit of braille on it and yeah it is really cool the dots are very cool um they're they not feel nice they feel they're nice. not as sharp as i thought they might be but it doesn't matter to me because i i mean i've been reading braille all my life so yeah. i can read yeah braille with 
rubber gloves on. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's talent. That's talent. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's but yeah, I think, you know, it's basically right now for for education, you know, institutions and things like that, uh, because it is very, very expensive. <laughs> yeah, it is. But you know what? what? What I'm excited about it is like the technology is there. And, you know, I, I used to when I was born, I, I had 20-20 vision mm. and I started losing my sight at a young age. I lost all of it when I was like 20, 21 years old. Mm. And like this right now, I mean, like we have AI out there right now that's describing photos. Right. But something like this gives me hope that like eventually like pictures are going to be tactile. Like we're moving towards that direction where we can lay our hands. We can go on Facebook and lay our hands on a photo and like feel things, you know, we could, I mean, it's just, it's just opening. It's going to open so many more doors for us. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. And yes, at first, I think we're going to see it more in uh, education type settings, but like imagine being able to go to a museum and like feel the map and like, you know, like get an idea of what, what you're walking into, you know, or into a big government building. Um, I mean, there's so many ways that you can use this. I think professionals are going to use it. Like people who do data entry, mm-hmm. uh, I think people who are doing customers, even customer service work, like you get so much Braille on that screen compared to a Braille display. I mean, don't get me wrong. Braille displays definitely have their purpose. But I think once this comes out and becomes mainstream, I think for people who are Braille readers and people who depend on tactile graphics, this is a game changer. Because right now, if you're a Braille reader or someone who, who deals with tactile graphics, well, if you deal with tactile graphics, you have to have paper, right? There's no Braille display that's going to show you a picture or a graph that's going to be like, good, right? Um, yes, with a Braille display, you can read Braille, but with this device, you're going to be able to do both. You know, it has the input, you have the Perkins style keyboard towards the bottom so you can input information. I mean, this is this is really going to change the landscape for a lot of people who, who depend on Braille and tactile graphics. Like I, I was, I, I, I was supposed to be working when I was at the convention, but I was over there for like an hour, an hour and a half just playing with this machine because I was like, this is amazing. Like it, it's, it's really amazing. It's really, it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> Okay, we have a raised hand, Roberta. Hi, Roberta. Hi, Jose. Thanks so much. This is great information. Um, Thank you. I'd like to change the subject to note takers. Let's do it. Um, I am. I'm going. I'm going to date myself. I am still using a Braille Note PK. Me too. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I have three of them that I'm nursing. I keep sending them in for repair. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna die eventually because it's pretty old electronics, yeah. and I, I'm wondering if there's anything out there that has that portability with speech and braille display. Um, you know, I really like uh, I really like the um, uh, with speech and braille. I really like the um, oh boy, the brilliant bi twenty x. Yeah, the buddy. Bi forty x. Yeah, those are really good. And again, I, I mean. <laughs> They're, they're not the cheapest Braille displays on the market. They are on the cheaper end when it comes to price. But again, like I was saying earlier, when, I, when I'm when i holding something in my hand, I want to know that I'm getting my money's worth. Like I, wanna, I want it to feel nice. Like I felt Braille displays that remind me of like toddler toys in the past. You know, I was like, what is this? Like, this is terrible, you know? But with those Brilliant BI-20X and the Brilliant BI-40X, I mean, they're, they're pretty compact. I mean, they're both very portable. A lot of people like the 20X Braille display because 
It's yep. small enough to go into your purse, into your backpack. You know, it gives you the speech option. You have editing. Uh, you can create text files to edit text files. You can connect it to a, a computer or a host device that's running a screen reader to use as a standard Braille display. You can access NFB Newsline. You can access your Bard. You can access your Bookshare. I mean, there's just so many different things that you can do with it. And people love it. You know, it's it, it, they're they're great devices. Um, you know, the, the the forty cell model has a built-in microphone. That way, um, eventually they're going to make it to where you could create voice memos on the device. But I mean, it's cool. You can get access SD cards. You can access thumb drives. You know, it's it's it, it, for for Braille displays. They're very powerful. You mm -hmm. know. For, you know, they're not like a Braille note taker where you have access to email and Google Play Store and, uh, you know, uh, those type of things. But for someone who just wants refreshable Braille on the go, something that they can take notes on, something they can download books to, it, you know, something they can use as a Braille display, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful device. But you can you can Bluetooth the BI twenty with your iPhone and have and access, access to your email. email. Yeah. So yeah, you know but that's a little I, different from. I love it though. I absolutely have one, and because I was a PK user myself. Yeah, Bert, you know that, and yeah. um, <laughs> and I still have one. It doesn't charge anymore, but um, you know, I use it yeah once in a while. But anyway, the BI twenty is very cool. And Lucy, you said earlier that you were like a gadgets type of girl. You, you are not kidding. Like you have so many things. And oh, yeah. Just curious. I'm, I'm just curious. What company makes the brilliant? Uh, that's a humanware product. Yes. Humanware. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else have any questions for Jose? Okay. We got one. Um. Area code 214 ending in oh, no. Where's that? Texas. Yeah. What's going on, Texas? Ending in 940. Star six to star six to unmute. We got, we got listeners all over at Clubhouse, Zoom. Oh, yeah. Calling in. Okay. He's still, that person is still muted. Let's go to um, Teresa. Go ahead and unmute. Hi, Teresa. Good afternoon. Hello. Um, I'm. I like um the uh those Envision glasses. I'm just curious. Um, what am I? If I were to consider those, what am I um looking forward to having to shell out? If I, you know, I just want to know for you know the sake of sticker shock. So by de default, they have two different price ranges. They have a twenty. $2,500 and a $3,500 price range. Um, we do offer financing uh -huh. and we do work with different agencies to help people get their equipment. Because uh, again, these are right. expensive prices. Um, yeah. And uh, I would love to like go over those financing options with you if that's something that you might want to take advantage of. Everything that leaves my office, oh, yeah. I don't just I don't just pack them a box and like send it to someone and tell them to figure it out. I provide all the training, the tech support, the customer service, you know, because some of these companies they're based out of other um, countries, uh, and because of that, they might have different holidays than we have here in the states. So they might be closed yeah. for a week or whatever. And yes. as a uh -huh. person, I use these products on a regular basis. I just tell people here, call my mobile, call my office. If I can't figure it out, I'll call my contact within that company and we'll figure it out for you. Right. Okay. Because in, you can't put a price on independence. <laughs> I totally agree. Right. I totally agree with that. Okay. We have uh, one more Thank time you. for one more question. And then you can give your uh, contact information one more time. Cool. So area code 214. One on 214. 
This is Amy, and yes, I'm in Dallas, Texas. Hi, now, my question, nice. please give me your phone number again. Yes, oh, well, that, yeah, <laughs> that's what we were going to do at the very end. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Anybody else? One more question. I guess not. Okay. Right. I mean, we had a lot of questions. This is this has been good. This has been good. Um, yeah. So my contact information again. My name is Jose Cintron, and I'm with Florida Vision Technology. That's my company. And um, my contact number. I'll give you my office and my mobile is. So my office is one eight hundred nine eight one five one one nine. Again, that's one eight hundred nine eight one. 5119. My work mobile, uh, you can call, text, whatever, whatever is easiest for you, is 954-993-7323. Again, that's 954-993-7323. And if you would like to shoot me an email, my email address is jose, J-O-S-E, at floridareading.com. So again, that's jose, J-O-S-E, at floridareading.com. And, and that's uh, your website too, floridareading.com. Floridareading.com, correct. Awesome. Awesome. Right. Oh, my. Oh, this has been cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those two hours, it went by pretty quick. I was like, oh, man, what am I going to talk about for two hours? What are we going to do? <laughs> I was afraid, like, I was like, okay, Lucy, I'm done. And you're like, oh, it's only 1.30. <laughs> oh, I could talk technology for two hours for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow oh, well thank you so much jose this has just yes, been great you. so much cool information and um so everybody uh yeah shoot jose an email if you have a question or give him a call um i'm yeah this has just been awesome oh my gosh yeah i had a lot of fun it's very fun. yeah all right thank you so much and um Next week, Anthony and Bryn will be back. And, uh, oh, gosh, there's going to be a, a great presentation, part two of uh, re Religion and Disabilities with Cheryl and Tim Cummings. Um, the first part of it was uh, played, uh, oh, gosh, I don't know, May or June. I can't remember when it was. But it was it was great. And I'm sure the second one will be, too. So with that being said, everybody have a great week. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs>